Hey there, gorgeous. Thanks for tuning in to the Colorism Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah L. Webb. This episode is part of a special series where I recreate my all-time favorite blog posts into an audio experience. If what you hear resonates in any way, be sure to share the link and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help bring greater awareness to more people around the world. Also, be sure to check out colorismhealing.com for more great content and to learn about my newest books, my speaking and training services, and my individual and group coaching programs. I hope you enjoy this episode. Much love. The phrase keeping it real was coined by the hip hop world, a genre of music I've been known to enjoy. But many of the biggest names in hip hop are consistently guilty of not keeping it real. This applies to many aspects of hip-hop, but for our purposes, we're going to examine colorism in hip-hop. The following are eight aspects of colorism in hip-hop that we must be real and honest about. One, colorism in hip-hop does exist. There's debate about whether or not colorism exists in general, so we can expect controversy when discussing whether or not colorism exists in hip-hop. Many have argued that it's merely a preference rather than a prejudice. Defenders of all things hip-hop would have us believe that it's merely coincidence that so many rap lyrics glorify light-skinned women and diminish dark-skinned women. That it's mere coincidence that so many rap videos exclude dark-skinned women altogether. Or that so many rappers choose to partner with light-skinned or non-black women exclusively and openly brag about it. Well, as Huck said on a recent episode of Scandal, two things make a coincidence, three things make a conspiracy. Colorism in the music industry and elsewhere is a sign that the conspiracy of white supremacy has been fairly successful thus far. The pattern of positioning light skin and European features as the standard of feminine beauty is too pervasive to not be seen as something more insidious than coincidence, our marketing, our crossover appeal. But in case anyone still has doubts, just remember that hip hop stars have explicitly expressed their colorism. They can't argue coincidence when rappers are blatant about their prejudice against dark-skinned women. Two, colorism in hip-hop is another product of our long history of white supremacy. I read recently that colorism exists partly because all cultures tend to favor the exotic. If this alone could explain colorism in our world today, we would see more dark-skinned or mixed-race people in European fashion shows, but we don't. It's hard to find even lighter-skinned women of color on runways around the world. The exotic argument is related to the idea that colorism is nothing more than trivial preference or coincidence. Really, there is a carefully built system that's been strategically maintained, though weakening with time, which allows certain people to monopolize various forms of power. When you can convince an entire group of people that they are inferior to you, there are less obstacles to gaining and maintaining your power. And while that group is preoccupied with destroying itself by self-segregation and infighting, you'll have a lot less competition. You can pull the wool over their eyes because they're focused on their inadequacies rather than your injustice. Three, colorism in hip hop has a negative effect on society. Colorism affects us all, no matter how light or dark our skin is, because it's an element of the racism that undermines every society. It reinforces racist stereotypes that have substantive effects in people's lives, including employment opportunities, criminal convictions, and prison sentences, marriage prospects, harassment and abuse, and more. 
While hip-hop is not solely responsible for perpetuating these stereotypes, it currently has one of the most significant roles in doing so. Hip-hop spreads its colorist message around the globe, and it's heavily marketed to highly impressionable youth, which leads me to the issue of low self-esteem in girls. Some might argue that girls shouldn't expect the media to build their self-esteem, that self-esteem should be built at home, or that girls should build their own confidence. That's no excuse, however, to ignore direct attacks against the image of an entire group of people. If we don't accept hip-hop as a vehicle for building self-esteem, we most certainly should not accept it as a vehicle for tearing down self-esteem. Four, artists have power to do something about colorism in hip-hop. There may be varying levels of power based on how long an artist has been in the industry or how important an artist is to a particular company. However, there are countless instances of artists in all genres exercising creative license in their videos, influencing their, the direction of their videos, and sometimes generating the entire idea themselves. The idea that hip-hop artists can't do anything about casting in their videos is not only false, it also perpetuates the sense of helplessness that's plagued our communities for far too long. Here are a few examples of rappers who have directly affected the casting in their videos. Please note that this list does not represent an endorsement of the artists, their songs, or their videos. It merely illustrates the level of control rappers can have over their work. It also shows that rappers themselves are also aware of the level of colorism in the industry. British rapper Teeny Tempa said he chose all of the models from his, for his video, Trampoline. Kendrick Lamar made a last-minute switch for the casting of the leading lady in his Poetic Justice video, and he directly stated that his intent was to represent more dark-skinned women. 2 Chainz was also outspoken on more than one occasion about purposely choosing to feature darker-skinned models in one of his videos. He even pointed to the fact that his mom was dark-skinned, suggesting that he has a reason to appreciate dark-skinned beauty. Finally, there's no excuse for what rappers say in their music. While it may be easy to blame casting directors for the lack of diversity in video models, who can they blame for the colorism in their own lyrics? If anyone has the power to stop perpetuating colorism through lyrics, it's the artists themselves. Five, fans have power to do something about colorism in hip hop. For us fans, it all comes down to money and support. If we stop spending money on them and stop supporting them, rappers will quickly learn that colorism shouldn't be profitable. Six, most don't do anything about colorism in hip hop because they've been conditioned by white supremacist delusion. When people have power but don't use it, it's for one of two reasons. One, they don't know they have any power or they simply don't want to use their power. When it comes to hip hop and colorism, most people, fans and members of the industry included, are complacent because they actually believe lighter and whiter is better. They don't protest the existence of colorism because many of them agree with it. It's a hard reality, but we won't make progress on the issue of colorism unless we admit that our communities are filled with people who think it's okay to privilege one shade of skin over another. We have to know where we stand. If a fan agrees that light skin is better, of course they're going to attack you on Twitter in defense of colorist rappers. Seven, colorism is not just in hip hop. Colorism leaks from the society at large into every genre of music that we create. It's just more obvious in hip hop because the majority of the artists in that genre are people of color. R&B has gotten away with a lot of colorism because the genre as a whole has less of an image problem, but it exists there too. 
I point this out not to let hip hop off the hook, but to make sure we're considering the issue holistically as well. We must address the issues in hip hop, but we, but we must also address the issues in homes, schools, runways, churches, movie screens, magazines, boardrooms, and wherever else it needs addressing. And eight, although colorism in hip hop may seem overwhelming, we must continue to speak and act against it. Social progress throughout history shows us that change is slow, painful, and contentious. Some of us may not live long enough to see the full fruits of our labor, but we must labor anyhow. Let's be critical consumers and spread media literacy. Let's create and appreciate more constructive images of diversity. We don't have to ban hip hop altogether, but let's be real about the problems that exist within its culture.